Good morning. My name is Arturo, and this is the Morning Meditation Podcast. Today's meditation is called, Is It True? The story of Millie Vanilli, their rise to stardom, and their hard fall. Millie Vanilli was a group that composed of two people, Rob Pilatus and Fab Morvan. They were a pop singing duo, and they were super popular because they had it all. They had the look, they had the moves, they had the sound. Only it was all a lie. They didn't really have the sound. Their manager, Frank Farian, had signed them, and they both had this ambition and desire to sing, to dance in front of the world and be these huge pop stars. But Frank Farian recognized that they had what he needed, which was the look and the moves. They had that right energy. But he knew that they didn't have the voice. They didn't understand that. They thought that they did. Their ambition must have blinded them to the fact that they didn't have the right kind of sound to make it big. Or maybe they were just inexperienced. But Frank Farian was experienced. He had done other projects before. In fact, this kind of project where he had a group and he had the vocals all lined up. And the only thing he needed was a front man. Somebody to be out front, somebody to have the look and the moves, somebody to sell this whole package. But they didn't have the voice. So because he had had some minor successes before, he was just looking for the next one. And he found it with Rob and Fab. The only problem is, nobody knew how big it was going to be. See, they were in Germany, and they were small time, they were hitting the clubs, and they were starting to become popular, and they, they really enjoyed that, all of them. But then, their music crossed over to the U.S. market and skyrocketed. The music was really good. The look was just right. The sound was awesome. If you weren't around in that time, you might not know that they were a big deal, that they had some great hits, and everybody loved them. So... It was, I guess you could say it was kind of like a Cinderella story, until it wasn't, because they were deceiving their fans. Their fans didn't know that it wasn't really them singing, and that was a big deal. You know, in the days since then, it's become less of a big deal because the mask has been taken off, and pop culture and pop music is not solely based on the voice anymore because people have seen that it takes the total package we saw it through American Idol that project was the brainchild of Simon Cowell who understood that you need more than just a voice to be a pop star you need more than just a look you've got to have both you got to have a certain type of charisma a certain attitude and a certain energy and an ability to keep it up and so American Idol shows us that the producers are looking for the total package, someone who's got it all, and seeing the droves of people who come into audition over and over and over again, you can tell it's very difficult to find. They're going from city to city holding auditions with hundreds and thousands of people, and it's very rare that they find somebody who's got a good voice. It's even more rare that they have somebody who's got a good voice and a look 
and the energy. That's something special that it takes. So we understand now that because it's so rare and so hard to find, it doesn't always happen in a perfect way. It's not always true that what's represented is actually real. But back then, the people weren't as aware of that. The people still required that if you're going to put on this show, it's got to be the real deal. So when these guys rose up and became so huge and so popular that they had four number ones in their in their album and they won the Best New Artist Grammy in 1989, it was bad. It became a really bad thing because the truth was following them and they knew deep down inside that the truth was going to come out. And there's some irony to this story. If you consider the songs and the album title, it's very interesting to see what it was. Because their first album, when it crossed over to the U.S., was called Girl, You Know It's True. And that was one of their hit songs. It's ironic to think that in the title it says, You Know It's True. And it wasn't true. It wasn't true that these two guys, with the look and the moves, had the sound. They knew it, their manager knew it, but the fans didn't know it. The uh, the committee that votes on Best New Artist for the Grammys, they didn't know it. So people were being deceived, and because it was so huge, it became really bad. If you look at one of their other songs, it's called Girl, I'm Gonna Miss You. There's lyrics in there that says, it's a tragedy for me to see the dream is over. So that's kind of bookends on their short-lived career. Because in 1990, they were exposed. And the dream was over. And it did become a tragedy. So much so that their Grammy was taken away. Their fans were angry. They were protesting, destroying the CDs that they had bought, and filing lawsuits against them. They became a laughing stock of late night comedy. The uh, the television and the print media were not very friendly towards them. They blamed Rob and Fab for their lie. They ridiculed them, they laughed at them, and they rejected them. Now these guys were ambitious and they really believed and felt like they could be pop stars, that they could sing and still reach that level of fame. So they came back and they tried again and again. Twice they tried to have a comeback, but it was too late. They weren't being taken seriously and the people didn't forgive them. Because you can't take back love and adoration. See, that's the thing that they had taken. See, they had taken money, which can be recompensed. They had taken fame, and that can't really be changed. I mean, except for it turns into infamy. But they had taken all this love and adoration from their fans, and it was given to them completely so that it was not returnable. There's no way you can say, here's your love and adoration back. And that was the thing that made them fall all the way down, that didn't allow them to come back. Because when you lie to somebody, you betray them. And it's hurtful. And that pain has consequences. So these guys 
ended up in their own pain after the big party that they had, making all the money, being that popular, enjoying the stage time. They ended up being nothing. They were at the bottom. And the words say it's a tragedy for me to see the dream is over. The biggest tragedy is that Rob Pilatus never got over it. You know, Fab and Rob kept trying, but Rob ended up getting into drugs and alcohol to numb the pain of his of his great fall, and he went back and forth through rehab several times, and eventually, in 1998, he ended up dying from a drug and alcohol overdose. So it became a real tragedy. And Fab was a really, really good friend with him. They became close before they ever started this thing. So now he's alone in this. And the last I heard, he was still performing, but he's very small time. But in that, he finds joy and he finds happiness. So there's some type of light to this story. But the real the real story here, the real trouble here, is the fact that it was all a lie. You know, when you lie to people, it's very difficult to get it back. I mean, you, you, you just don't. You can't take back a lie. And it becomes very dangerous for everybody involved. There's going to be consequences. To every choice that we make, there's consequences. But lies have special consequences. Because when you speak to somebody and they believe you're telling them the truth, especially over a long period of time, especially when your relationship is something special, then the danger is, is that there's going to be a lot of damage done. The danger is, is that the person will feel betrayed. So what's the best way? It's to live with integrity. You know, maybe you won't become a pop star. Maybe you won't be famous. But if you live with integrity, at least you won't have to face those kinds of consequences. And the consequences are automatic. And they're guaranteed. Sooner or later, it's going to come around. Truth just works that way. One of my favorite writers, uh, speakers, is Ravi Zacharias. I've mentioned him before, but when he was talking about your philosophy and the way that you live, he said this, I don't care if what you believe makes you feel good. Is it true? What difference does it make what label you put on an empty bottle? That thought right there is important. Because if you live with the philosophy that I have to be rich, I have to be famous, or I have to be powerful you may have a tendency to compromise and it may cost you and it may cost you way more than you ever think you will have to pay sin just works that way so living true is the best way and where do you find truth i find it in the bible the bible is true and the bible is truth in philippians 4 8 i'll close with this it tells us what we are to think about, what we are to meditate on. It lists nine different things for us to consider and to live with, kind of like a meditation. Well, the first one that's listed is truth. 
it says, Whatsoever things are true, think on these things. Along with eight other things. But truth is listed first. Whatsoever things are true, think on these things. I find that to be good advice. It's not easy. It's not easy for me. But it's good. And it's beneficial. And if we can do it, if we're willing to do it, then we'll face the consequences of that, which is peace, which is knowing that we are who we say we are, and we're going to be where we say we're going to be, because that's all the world ever wanted from you. This is the Morning Meditation Podcast. Thank you for listening.